When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Dean VR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now new customers, when you sign up using promo code DNVR, you make a $5 bet. And when it wins, you get yourself $200 in bonus bets. and You get it instantly. That's with code DNVR and that's with DraftKings Sportsbook. I am Patrick Lyons. And I'm Susie Hunter. I'm back. Let's go. Back in action for opening day week. Oh my gosh, opening day is days away. I can't Three believe days. I had to do a Vegas trip days before opening day. All right. So <laughs> I feel very disheveled. All the research that you did out there to see if Las Vegas is a viable big league city, is it? Yes. All right. Then the trip was worth it. The I got to say, I mean, I think Vegas <laughs> is low-key a good sports town. I think they're doing it. Yeah. They're going for it. Yeah. That's nice. I think, I think any place that has a good just vibe of excitement and life is is probably going to be a good sports town. The only maybe exception to that would be like New Orleans. Sorry, Saints fans. Mm. Sorry, Pelicans fans. Mm. I mean, they don't even have minor league baseball right now, which is kind of weird to think about, right? I know. Yeah, no that's, baseball. Yeah. So uh, that's good. Vegas was good. And uh, yeah, we, we're a couple of days away from uh, opening day and, and we've got some roster news uh, to discuss. Uh, we'll continue our player preview series. Chris Bryant, what can we expect? What should we expect from him? Uh, Jerks and Profar, Jonathan Daza as well. We'll, we'll cover up the uh, the entire outfield for the Rockies. But the uh, opening day roster is lining up over the weekend. Mike Moustakis, Harold Castro, and Ty Block were all added to the 40-man rosters. Three guys that we did have in our roster projection uh, the last go-round. Yeah, here's my question, though. What was the point of taking Ty Block off the 40-man just to put him back on? That he had to earn his spot. We were we were talking last week that Jamie Moyer, a guy who uh, was a Rocky for a period of time, came up with the Rockies, ended up coming back. Seven consecutive spring trainings. He was not on a 40-man. He was a non-roster oh invite. Had to fight his way on. So Ty Block is now two for two. Okay. Twice good. minor league invite, twice makes the opening day roster. You know what? Good for him. That's pretty neat. Let's go, Little Cat. Yeah. So we've got Moose. Mm-hmm. We've got Little Cat. Yes. And then we need something for Castro. Is is he the Casty Cougar? I don't. He is. It, Casty's like a nickname. It's a very one of those lazy yeah, nicknames, yeah. you know. But I, is he a cougar? We got to find out what his animal type is. He yeah, the third one. I don't know if he's a cougar because, like, you know, cougar's kind of already <laughs> taken by a very specific set of people. <laughs> Do tell. Maybe you shouldn't. Um, so Mustakas <laughs> has, has definitely earned his spot in a very short amount of time. Again, you want to have that veteran presence there. Uh, it was nice. We got Charlie Blackman and CJ Crone back. Mm-hmm. Uh, after missing back some from time their backs. because of their back. Yes. yes. Not sure if they uh, got a backyotomy officially or, or unofficially. <laughs> uh, so Mustakas is some really good insurance to have. Ellie Harris Montero should be the starting uh, third baseman for opening day. Bud Black essentially has said as much. So uh, that's really positive. But Mustakas during his offseason training, you know, worked with Marlon Bird, uh, mm-hmm. a guy who kind of had a, a resurgence and a revitalization to his career. And he also was working on maybe a little bit of a footwork, uh, getting some boxing tips from. George Foreman the third. Do you know this? So my question is to you is George Susie, Foreman the third George Foreman's like third kid? 
So or that was a third generation because <laughs> I know all of his kids are named George Foreman. Well, there you go. I'm not going to say you blew the spot. You made the spot even better because oh. you know your stuff. No, you know your stuff. Yeah. That's good. I was going to ask you, do you know who George Foreman Jr. is? It would be his older brother. Yes. Okay. <laughs> George Foreman the fourth would be his younger brother. So you you were ahead of me there. That's good. That's that good is, you know, this. you know, George Foreman. What a guy. If what a weird dude. If there's anything you know about him, it's that he has five sons all named George and that you know, he was a staple of you know every college dormitory from 1995 to 2010. You had to have a George Foreman grill. That was a key appliance. Yes. I, I had one. That, I love my George Foreman. That's what we know about him. Uh, Bouchard, Rogers, and Ryan Rawlson. I was worried that maybe you'd have to add him to the 60-day IL. That just means he's not going to be ready until... Uh, you know, June 1st or so. So uh, those those moves kind of fit. You, you don't, didn't lose any players because mm -hmm. of it. So it's just a logistical thing. So uh, that kind of worked out. But we do have two more roster spots up for grabs, Susie. For the hitters that remain, we're looking at Alan Trejo and Michael Tolia. Forget the fact that you might need to take Tolia if Jerkson Profar is not ready by opening day or CJ Crone's not ready at first base. If you're just looking at bringing one of those two guys to San Diego, are you leaning towards... Utility infielder like Alan Trejo or maybe a younger guy like Michael Tolia? I mean, I love Michael Tolia. I think, especially coming off of this WBC, we got to go with Alan Trejo. I think so. You got to strike while the iron's hot. The iron's hot. The iron's very hot. The iron's very hot. Tolia could probably benefit from getting more at-bats, right? Yeah. Trejo's coming yeah. off the bench. You go, all right, he can manage it. He's, he's a little older, a little more experienced, can, can do that thing. You also only have Harold Castro right now that can maybe play middle infield, so you don't want to leave yourself exposed there if... Tovar needs a day or two, so uh, I would agree with you on that. And then the only two pitchers who remain, Gavin Hollowell, mm -hmm. who uh, missed some time with some uh, some back stiffness, uh, but he's been getting back into games, and Connor Siebold. Jake Bird uh, did get uh, reassigned to the minor league camp, so he's not there. So you got Connor Siebold, you got Gavin Hollowell as the final two guys. Siebold's more of a starter type. You already have a long reliever and tie block, so mm -hmm. I, I think you're going to feel good about either one of those guys. I I'm kind of I tend to lean towards maybe Siebold. There there's been some buzz around him, but uh, I'd I'd be really happy if Gavin Hollowell actually broke camp. I think I'm leaning more towards a Hollowell situation. Okay. Yeah. I think you know we got we got you know a little bit out of him. We brought him up at the end of the season. Right. So I don't know. I think I think I would be comfortable with that. Yeah. And he's he's like Justin Lawrence 2.0, where you're like, let's see what this guy's got. He's got some upside. This could be very exciting, very enticing. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, you like that possibility. Uh, as I mentioned, Jerkson Profar, not in America yet. Uh, yeah, he's I, stuck I think in we, Curacao. Yeah, what, what is happening? How do we fix this? Uh, he's in Curacao. Uh, he's working with the consulate to try to you know, get his visa and everything. So hopefully he can be you know, uh, in left field on opening day against his former team as well. That would be cool. That would be interesting. Just to kind of literally play zero spring training games. He was in the WBC, yeah. but he was not with the team before that, and he hasn't reported yet uh, to Rocky's camp. There's, I think, Tuesday's the last spring training game, oh so he gosh. could quite literally have zero spring training games in. Well, at least like he seems like he would be ready. I think so. Yeah, yeah. we can trust that. He's 30 years old. I mean, he's he's a veteran guy. We'll talk more about him uh, mm -hmm. in just a little bit. El Harris Montero won the 2023 Abby Greer Award. Uh, basically as a spring training MVP. It's an award they, they typically give to younger players. Uh, you don't necessarily have to be a rookie. Montero actually isn't a rookie, so that's kind of a, of a bummer if you think, oh, man, this guy's going to break out. He could be a rookie, a rookie of the Year Award candidate. Unfortunately, no, doesn't have that eligibility. But the Abby Greer Award uh, is actually named for a, a young fan. I believe it was a six-year-old girl who uh, in 2002 was uh, struck by a car um, after a, a Rockies game, not only a couple blocks away, unfortunately. 
Um, so that's nice that they're able to kind of honor her and uh, and have her name live on in that way. Previous winners last year, Ezekiel Tovar, who mm-hmm. broke out in a big way, ended up, uh, you know, we got to see him in the big leagues. Ryan McMahon in 2019, Trevor Story ahead of that big rookie season in 2016, Corey Dickerson in 2013, Troy Tulowitzki in 2007. So it's, it's a nice. pretty good award to win. We got some names on this list. We got we got some some, some serious names. names. That's it. And we've uh, we've got some names. We've got some faces. We've got some personalities here at the DNVR bar down in the corner of Colfax and York. Yes. Four o'clock every day. I mean, I know it, it was nice when it was 10 a.m. for it the was, March Madness game. It was, that was so awesome. fun. It was a little hard to hear each other when we were doing the show, but it was so much fun. It, my favorite part of it, besides being with everybody, was actually getting to eat the food because in the offseason, our shows are at this time. Yeah. And then even during the season, we were figuring that out today uh, when we'll do the show, but it's like, can you grab food? Like, I want to eat here. The food's so good. Yeah. <laughs> and I only get to see pictures of it or only get to look at the menu. Oh, my gosh. And dream longingly, I finally got a chance to, to have the chicken and waffles, which was delicious during March Madness. I hadn't even had the chicken and waffles yet. They were good. And they were actually so good. <laughs> you got. You should have the cheesesteak. No, I don't think we have a cheesesteak. We don't do have we? a cheesesteak. And also, I wouldn't. I, I, you, you would, uh, you would Why put your foot down. Why are you trying to fight me? I just got you back. You would put your foot down. I just got back from vacation. Alyssa, do you see this shit? You wouldn't, you wouldn't allow a cheesesteak, I don't think, maybe. I don't know. I'm not I, sure. Well, between me and Allie. Oh, that's true. There's no way. There's no way a cheesesteak is happening. But if it ever did happen, you know it would be good because... He's they, testing me right Because now. you and Allie would have to approve of it. I'm yeah. saying. Oh, yeah. No, that's fair. You have, that's to go, fair. you have to go, wow, it actually... The, the odds were stacked against this cheesesteak. But this cheesesteak has done Let's the job. Let's reel it in. Let's reel it in. That's it. Fifteen percent <laughs> off is what you get to reel in. Fifteen percent of your, uh, your 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 check. That's it. You reel back in your pocket if you're a diehard. It's great. Sign up. Get that uh, diehard package. The membership free shirt every year. Uh, all kinds of really great rebates. Uh, access uh, access to the diehards only Discord. Twenty percent on all the gear at dnvrlocker.com. Twenty percent off any of our party bus and takeovers, which we got one on April 29th. It's gonna be it's gonna be really exciting. I'm so wait. excited. I to be wait. a part of the takeover and just leave you to do the Rockies game by yourself. That's it. No, we'll we'll just you can just corral people in. You can be the uh, kind of the wrangler of people like maybe bring them on set. I'm gonna be we'll the wrangler of vibes, you know. Yeah. No, it, it's going to we'll be fun. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And you know what? If you can't get down to the bar, you can still have fun on DraftKings Sportsbook. Because baseball season's here. Uh, we still were into the Final Four. Congratulations to the UConn Huskies. You won that match. Both our teams kind of went the furthest because mm-hmm. we, I had Gonzaga, you had UConn. UConn won that one. Uh, they they seemed like they were kind of due for that. So My that, Huskies. That was nice. Uh, yours and, and Scott Oberg's. Yes. That, that was nice to see that. <laughs> um, so you can still bet on Final Four. You know, NHL playoffs is coming up. NBA playoffs. All that. The no sweat same game parlays. All you got to do is use promo code DNVR. You place a $5 bet. And when it wins, $200 in bonus bets instantly from DraftKings Sportsbook. You can do all the league winners. Uh, end of year awards for MLB, all kinds of wonderful things. Head-to-head matchups, who's going to hit more home runs, what team is going to win more games. It's fantastic. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You put in the code DNVR, you place a $5 bet, and when it wins for you, even if it is an overwhelming favorite, which you got to be careful of March Madness because that didn't happen very much. Yeah, First time we haven't had a one, two, or three seed in the Final Four. Um, but if you win, take take an easy bet. Take a gimme. Place five, you win 200 in bonus bets instantly with code DNVR and with DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Thank uh, you. I'm, I'm starting on a, a roll here uh, after picking Japan to score more than five, four and a half against Mexico last week. 
I was right on that, right? They got those big runs in the ninth. So I got another one for you that's plus 700. Ooh. And it's a it's a juicy Is one. Is it spicy? It makes tons of sense. Yeah, it's spicy, kind of like Old Bay seasoning spicy. Because I am okay. going with the most wins in MLB in April will be the Baltimore Orioles. Plus 700. I don't hate that, Patrick. Here's why. We know that they're, you know, a good team, good young team. Um, you know, and they're... A lot of these teams that are kind of projected to take a big step forward, they're good in the first half, and then maybe they fall off a little bit. They don't know how to do the championship season. They don't know how to do the marathon. They don't know how to do the grind quite as well, but that's okay. We're just, just talking about April, and we're talking about a very easy schedule for the Orioles. Four games at home against the A's. Oh, Love that. I mean, they, There's be- four wins. they better get those. <laughs> eight. All eight of their games against the Tigers come in April. Eight, not, not six. They got four at home, four on the road against Detroit. That's that's that a, the good luck so of the draw. Oh, weird. Yeah, two, good for them. <laughs> two against the Nationals. Shall I continue? Six against the Red Sox, who might be okay, but I think it's going to take them a while to figure out what's going to work for them. Exactly. I don't think the Red Sox are going to be okay at the start of the season. Exactly. So it might take them some time to gel. That's why mm-hmm. you got to hit Orioles most wins in the month of April, plus 700. DraftKings Sportsbook Pick of the Week. That's an easy one. I low-key love it. That's a good one, Do you want to get to one of the comments we've got? I would love to. Um, uh, We got Michael in the chat saying, despite the visa issues, Profar is a great pickup. Don't know why he was hanging around in the ether for so long. (laughs) Yeah, he had uh, had an option that uh, he he opted out, uh, basically uh, got got a million dollar. Uh, buyout for his deal with San Diego. Basically, all he needed to get was like six and a half million. It, his deal for next year was seven and a half, but since he got paid a million dollar on a buyout, all he needed was to get was six and a half. So he's really just waiting for the right deal. Boris got the right deal, find the match. At a certain point, because he, uh, Profar was going out to play with Team Netherlands, it kind of just made sense to like sit back, wait for someone to get injured, slide in there. Jose Iglesias kind of did that. Mm-hmm. You wait around for a good spot and say, hey, now you really need me. Two weeks ago, you didn't, so you're going to give me a low ball offer. Now I'm going to get what I want. And so now he's getting seven and three quarters millions from the Rockies. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty good. Not bad. That's not bad. Not bad, dude. Uh, also not bad. A, a new alternative identity. That would be for the, because it's minor league Monday. Eugene Emeralds. Did you get a chance to see this one? I actually have seen this one, and I wanted to look into it more, but I think I have a guess about the name. Yes. But yeah, let's let's reveal it, please. The Don't U- let me take your bit. The Eugene Emeralds this season, about six games or so, are going to have the alternate identity of the Exploding Whales. Yes. They've got a couple different uh, alternative logos. You know, they got the primary logo. Uh, the word mark, secondary, even a tertiary one, which has the whale fin with a stick of dynamite okay. inside of the whale fin. I love it. And the colors and the jerseys, it, it looks amazing. Honestly, like it's like just like this vintage style font. It's giving whalers. It's giving it does, Hartford right. whalers. So I, I definitely love this. So hold on. I want to talk about the name Exploding Whales. Don't whales, when they like get beached, and they're dead and they're on shore. Don't they like build up gases and explode? Is that what these are named after? Uh, I don't know if that particular part is true. I think that makes sense about gas building up, right? No, like whales do be exploding. <laughs> but if you notice, there's a stick of dynamite in there as as the L uh, and, yes. and, and, and the mark. So apparently uh, at some point in the 1970s, this happened somewhere over in the United Kingdom. To get rid of the whale, they literally had to blow it up. They, they couldn't, I don't know, get a forklift down there. So they had to blow it up and it was easier just to like kind of clean up the debris. 
And I think that might be like the only time that that's ever happened. I thought that that was like a very common thing that went down, but no. So I don't, I don't know if they still dispose of the whale carcasses. That is crazy. But, Who? Why so maybe are we it's just a little bit morbid, but under what are the circumstances under this discarding of whale carcasses? Is it like they've died in an inconvenient place? Yeah, I mean they're they're beached. Yeah, it's okay. Okay, I yeah, you it's need honestly, like fifty no... strongmen. I don't know how. I don't know how you get rid of it. That you may... could push it back into the ocean. I guess maybe that actually could be uh, a way. Maybe, maybe that it's um, handled now. I just gotta say, out of all the minor league alternate identities, this might be the most disgusting one yet. Yeah, like it's very could be. gross. <laughs> it has no business being this gross. It kind of does. It kind of does. Yeah, and I, I was originally thinking like, oh. Eugene Emeralds. Okay, obviously this, you know, they're in the, uh, just outside of like Portland, mm -hmm. Oregon. Hey, that's a coast town. I'm sure they've done that there. But again, I, I think it, it only happened maybe once in the 1970s uh, in, in the United Kingdom. So I don't know that it, there's any like local ties to a famous whale that was I'm exploded. I'm going to do some Googling real fast. <laughs> yes, please, please do on that one. But, uh, but look at the uniforms. I mean, they're great. Again, good color composition. It's kind of a tan jersey uh, on the back with the number. You've got the little... You know, stick a dynamite where it explodes. Um, it's it, good, good coloring. I think it's really good. It's coloring. a lot of pattern, you know. I don't know if I like this much pattern on a jersey. Yeah, yeah. Mark in the chat saying that the tertiary logo of just the fin with the dynamite is good. They they they're going all out. They're not just saying, "Hey, we have a clever name. We need to have everything to be to be lined up." So I think that. Uh, that works. And it's kind of amazing to think about with minor league teams, how they're, they're having all these alternative identities is that it, it puts so many different colors uh, in their team store. Like, it's not just mm -hmm. like, all right, well, look, we're a minor league team. We have this one color and we have a bunch of different logos, but really uses the same color scheme. It allows them to still have fun and, and support their local team and say, hey, look, now I have a little baby blue with a little bit of red for my uh, my typically all green Eugene Emeralds. It's pretty great. All right. I've got this story from theinertia.com. So I don't really great know. Site. I don't know. I don't know too much about this site, but there's um, a it's story. <laughs> there's a video of a whale explosion caught on camera in California and it's because of a gassy buildup from decomposition. There you go. So That's like, it. This, this did happen in California fairly sure. recently. There we go. So you don't even need the stick of dynamite sometimes then apparently. No, no. I think I think the whales right. just do it on their own. Um, uh, this happens in Oregon. Um, uh, yeah, it's a, this is a thing. That's it. I, I told you it was a thing. I didn't doubt you. I you think you, you did a little bit. I, I thought it made sense. I think you doubted me a little bit, but it's um, okay. We'll move on. I think it. I think it's gross. It, it maybe if you have an exploding whale for that reason, I think it's again with the stick of dynamite is like, oh, that makes it fun. It also makes it more gross. But the stick of dynamite is again, I think, is celebrating uh, the the singular event in which it, that originally happened, and it's a play on that. And so maybe it it kind of is like, hey, we're, or we're having maybe. some fun with this weird gross thing that nature does <laughs> i don't know why would a minor league team pay homage to an event that happened halfway across the world i think it might be more of a yard goats type situation where the Ooh. yard goats have the name sure but a yard goat is not a goat but they made the mascot a goat to go. make it make sense so they added the stick of dynamite to make it make sense there we go that could i, like I think that. i think my theory has more more, more weight to it. Sure, I, mean, I, I like mine. I mean, I, I did, I did read what I said uh, on, online, so I, I do know I that, know. that is true. No, but <laughs> um, minor league rule changes. So they're gonna, they're gonna mimic, um, they're gonna mimic what MLB has, which 
I think makes a lot of sense. So there's there's a little less time, like 14 seconds with nobody on base, 19 seconds with uh, runners on. It's only going to be 18 seconds for double A and lower. So I, I'm wondering if MLB is like, let's really make these kids work hard. We, we got to make this. We got to make the minor league games even quicker. If the big league games are going to be like two and a half, two forty. Are they just seeing how far they can push it? <laughs> are we much. just like testing the limits here? They're building, uh, yeah, generation of anxiety real ball players. Like, I'm like a little smug. anxious thinking about this. Not gonna lie. Pickoffs are kind of the same. Uh, two disengagements. Third one, you have to have an out. Bases are still going to be uh, larger, and the leagues are going to monitor stolen base activity. So in the second half, they could actually move second base completely like inside the baseline. Hmm. Like if you were to actually you know, draw the lines, you can say, well, as long as second base is touching the baseline, it's, it's fine. It's kind of like how first base, now it's closer from home plate to first base. Mm-hmm. You could have moved back the little posts a little bit further so that it was still 90 feet. But they didn't actually do that. Mm-hmm. So we could see some more infield singles, you know, this year because of that. Um, all around, no shifting, same kind of deal. Florida State League, uh, I think we might have talked about it last year. They got that little diamond behind second base. So, like, you can't be, like, almost directly behind second base. You have to stay out of that zone. Mm-hmm. Um, pitch com, only for AAA, but not AA and down. Hmm. Okay. Um, again, maybe that's just throwing too much at these young guys. Um, also, only the catcher is going to be able to call. Uh, it won't be the pitcher's. Because that's even, even still new for the big leaguers this year. Yeah. Is for the pitchers to have the uh, communicator uh, on their little belt. Hmm. Automatic ball strike system, AAA, and the Florida State League, which is basically all of the spring training facilities down in Florida in the Grapefruit League in, uh, in Florida. Uh, they'll, they'll have, they got all the cameras and everything, so they'll have full ABS. Uh, what will actually happen is the first three series is going to be completely automated, and then the next three, because they all play a uh, six-game series, then the next three, they use the challenge system where you get three a game. If you don't like it, you put your hand on your helmet or someone from the dugout will let you know uh, teams are, have been issued, issued iPads to, to basically <laughs> see these pitches and say, yeah, put, tap your head, tap your head, Johnny. And Johnny taps his head and, all right, now we're going to challenge it. So first three games, pure robot. Last three, you have an opportunity to kind of challenge it. So I'm glad that it's working its way up from the mm-hmm. Arizona Fall League this last year to now it's actually in the minors. As is customary, we work it up. That's it. It'll be exciting. Pacific Coast League is going to use this right away. International League is going to use it, uh, I think, starting around like April 19th. I think maybe just some of those ballparks on the East Coast don't have all of the, the technology. Uh, they're also going to set the, the strike zone parameters at like 52.5% of a player's height. Hmm. Is going to be the top of the strike zone. And then 27% is the batter's reported height. So the Subaru strike zone, the whole just, it's a box. And if it's in there, it's a strike. Not exactly. So I don't know if wow. if the folks running the Subaru strike zone, uh, well, they also don't do minor league games. But when the time comes for it to come in the big leagues, <laughs> they're going to have to get all the heights. I think I also even read that they're going to be going and like measuring like players, like getting up to date measurements because. Yeah. Guys will add three, four inches uh, in an extreme circumstance, mm-hmm. you know, from the time that they might have been signed at 16 or or drafted at 18 mm-hmm. uh, if they're American-born players. So um, that'll be really interesting to see uh, see that in the minors. And they're also uh, uh, they're working with enhanced grip baseball, so kind of like what they have in Japan. They're working with Dow Chemicals to kind of have something so they don't have to use that Delaware River mud yes. um, <laughs> to rub up. And, like, the poor attendance... Uh, I mean, they've always had to do this. I think I think umpires did it for a while, and then it switched over to clubhouse attendants had to do it, and 
they have to wear gloves because that mud will really stain your skin. Oh, it's a whole process, it. yeah. And they're doing like, I want to say like 200 before every game, something like that. I mean, those guys have serious forearm strength. The grip strength is amazing. So uh, <laughs> that'll be interesting to see uh, what'll happen with that. Uh, that'll be in play in the Southern League uh, from opening day through July 13th, so kind of their all-star break. Even though there's no all-star game anymore in the minors. They've kind of done away with that. Have you realized that? I only realized that like this offseason. I, I didn't realize that. The last two years when we've gotten like to July, I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to see it announced somewhere, and then you get distracted by the MLB all-star game. Mm-hmm. And it was this offseason talking with people. I'm like, wait, I, you know, sometimes things go under the radar, Yeah. but then when you search it out, you find it. I can't find anything about it. We haven't had uh, any minor league all-star games in the last two years. Oh, my gosh. How it's just like the Futures game. It's weird, right? I mean, uh, I guess if we're doing the Futures game, is that not more of a an all-star game? But, it's, it's I mean, a, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's a bummer that it's gone away, but I'm, I'm sure they've, they've looked at the numbers and say, eh, financially, how much money are we making off of this, mm-hmm. you know, double-A Southern League thing, and we got to fly guys in or bus and you know to do the whole game and everything maybe it's not you know worth worth the the bang for the buck that they're yeah. paying for it that's the only thing i could think of so hopefully that will come back because that's always fun it, it's nice for those guys to kind of uh you know get acknowledged at the various levels of the minors yeah yeah we need to be giving these guys a little a little more credit yeah i think so they're, I, they're taking part in all these experiments for major league baseball yeah we might as well give them a platform. Hey, we got an experiment going on at Infinity Park in Glendale. It's the American Raptors. There we go. It's it's <laughs> it's a rugby team. They are fantastic. They are amazing athletes. They play all sports. Uh, they they've played sports before, and they hadn't played rugby until recently. They're learning it now. It's amazing. Um, I got a chance to meet all of these rugby guys when we had our meet and greet last week, and Very cool. yeah, they are. They were like, "Oh, I used to play this. I used to play that." We got right. guys who used to be baseball players. I'm like, "This is this is wild. That's yeah. really cool." It's the same thing with bobsled. Like, you'd be surprised how much <laughs> of that exists in sports. Of like, you kind of don't get a chance to do it until you're at like the highest level. Like, it, it that just kind of happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Antonio Gates was a guy. He was a really good Division One uh, basketball player, and then uh, out of nowhere, he's a All Pro tight end for the, the San Diego Chargers. So, I mean, sometimes that happens, and the American uh, Raptors are, are are doing amazing things, learning the game. You can actually learn with them uh, every week with the uh, the DNVR Rugby Podcast hosted by Colton Strickler. He's amazing. Head over to AmericanRaptors.com where they got free tickets for all their uh, events and whatnot. It's, dare I say, rugging awesome. Um, also awesome is Avalanche Ale. Talk about three A's. Yes. Avalanche Ale awesomeness it's amazing there it is here on our set that's it It, it's it's hasn't stopped being that time of the year when you're the reigning stanley cup champ it's always time for an avalanche ale it's got the american amber that blends the pale chocolate and caramel malts it's a well-rounded flavorful beer gets the job done it's uh it's delicious and it's definitely avalanche season today like there's snow outside right now that's a great point it's not avalanche time yet because it is 11 38 on a monday um, you speak for yourself. I just got back from Vegas. That's true. <laughs> Hair of the dog. Crack one of those open. You'll feel a little bit better. I um, might need it. <laughs> especially because yeah, it's, it's crafted for balance. And so if you mm-hmm. need a little bit more of a balance. There we go. That's going to do that job. Um, <laughs> it's made with 100% renewable energy, Colorado ingredients. It's a Colorado company. Official beer of DNVR. Check out the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com to find a Breck Brew near you. And Jive Hive, of course. J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E. They are revolutionizing the game for you to get your marijuana, get your weed, get mm-hmm. whatever it is that you need. 
but you don't have to leave the house. The, the roads, not great this morning. They're getting better, but still could be a headache. Maybe you even got um, plowed in, right? You just got a pile of snow mm -hmm. blocking your car in and you can't get out. You go to jivehive.com, you place that order, you notice you're going to get a little bit of a discount there because it's not a typical brick and mortar. They don't have the same overhead costs. It's really nice. And probably one of the biggest pieces that I think that makes Jive Hive better than, than anyone else in the game right now is just the privacy. It's just the mm -hmm. security piece of nobody knowing your business and the convenience of getting it that day or placing an order saying, hey, you know what? Uh, Friday night, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the games or opening day. Game two, it's a late one on the West Coast. I already know I'm going to go ahead and buy that from Jive Hive, get a really good deal, get it delivered to my house, and I'm going to do that by going to J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com. They serve Monument, Falcon, Peyton, Fountain, Woodland Park, Security, Widefield, Aurora, Greenwood Village. That's JiveHive.com. I wish I had Jive Hive in Vegas. We Is needed it. it. <laughs> it's not legalized out there? Is that the one thing that's not? I think they have. They might have delivery out there, but... I don't know their stuff. It's not the same. I don't know. Their, and also, like, it was way, way marked up. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to deal with that with Jive Hive. That's you know, for sure. Yeah, but Jive Hive doesn't do that. I would have loved Jive Hive this weekend. Chris Martin is a player who was marked up to $182 million. Signed to a seven-year deal for the Colorado Rockies. Mm -hmm. And last year was very much a wash. We need to talk about him. We need to talk about what some of those expectations could be. Um... Start off with the, the good news. He's had a great spring. Four home runs. He's looked really solid. I love a great spring. I hope that that's not the best thing we say about him this year. Because, <laughs> yeah, last year was such a disappointment for everyone involved. He was upset. We were upset. And we needed that production from him. Yes. And I, I want to get that this year. Yeah. Three different stints uh, on the injured list. Two for the back. One for the plantar fasciitis that wiped out pretty much the entire second half uh, of his season. Did hit five home runs. All on the road, as we know. Mm -hmm. uh, did have a two-home run game. Kind of forget about that. Uh, in Arizona, you know, hit over 300. I think he had like 341, I want to mm -hmm. say. In July when he came back the first time uh, with the back injury. So he's a guy that in April watching him hit around Coors Field, which it's it's very hitter-friendly, not just for the home run aspect of it, but just the fact that the outfield is so big. He can dunk those baseballs in. And I really think either 2023, this year or next year, Chris Bryant will win a batting title. Oh, these are these are strong words. I'm going bold prediction early on here in this player preview. Hot takes in the player previews. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, he he hit 306, you know, in in his limited action, you know, which is which is good. It's uh, pretty much you know one of one of the best seasons that he's had. I think I think actually might have been tops. You know, going back, I've said it numerous times. His profile, Michael Kadire, is just really similar. Kadire, you know, won that batting title. And uh, and I think I think Bryant is is going to be up there. Let's let's not forget about his pedigree because that's the thing is um, I don't I don't know that a ton of people have forgotten his pedigree because it's just disappointing how last year went. Mm -hmm. But there's still that potential in there. He's he's not very far removed from a 2021 season where he was an All Star. Uh, he did play in the postseason with San Francisco. Was one of the few guys that hit for them. Uh, batted 471. Was eight for 17. Walked once, so he had a 500 on base percentage. Uh, 647 slugging percentage, and this was against the Los Angeles Dodgers pitching staff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he did he did his best to to really carry that club. He's only a year removed from that. So, you know, to to go in and say, well, the rookie of the year that was a long time ago in 2015. The MVP that was 2016. Yeah, but he had a great 2021, and we we forget so quickly. Yeah, but but he uh, 
he's still on that that precipice. He still has you know several good years left, and he's moving over to right field. That's another uh, element to this. Charlie, we know he was pretty much the the full time DH last year, even though I think it only ended up being like eighty two games mm-hmm. officially as the as the DH. But Bryant's moving over to right field, and I, w- I was curious. Do you think? We already got Mike Moustakis on the roster. Elihiris Montero, 24 years old. Mm-hmm. He's going to be there at third base. But when uh, Rogers first went down and, and the conversation became, hey, McMahon's going to go over to second base, you know, Bryant was asked about moving back to third base. No one had talked to him about it yet, but he also seemed ready for that challenge, if need be, to play a little third base. Do you think we might see him once? It might be an extreme situation, but do you think we're going to see him once at third base this season. I think it would have to be an extreme situation. I think third base is in his past. I don't I don't think we will. So you will take the under on a half? Yeah. I'm I would take the, the over. Under. I think we'll see under. him once. It might be three innings, but I'll take the over. Um, the Rockies just don't have uh, a lot of luck going for them right now. So like you said, extreme circumstances. This is true. This could be that season. And we know the that. Rockies love when every guy can play every position. True. But, you know, when we talked to him about it, he uh, he only seemed like he was talking about it because we asked him about it, you know? It seemed like that was just not a conversation. He was like, you know, yeah, I would if they needed me to. No one's asked me to, you know, so. I'm I'm sort of curious that it, it could be laying the groundworks for him to come back to third base full-time. Now, mm-hmm. Montero, again, go check out the player preview series here on the DNVR Sports channel. Um, you know, his defense is still a question mark. If he can't stay at third base... You need a third baseman. Well, you already got one in Ryan McMahon. But are you keeping Brendan Rodgers? He only has two more years left before he's a free agent. So if you've got to get creative, you can say, well, we still do have Chris Bryant Mm -hmm. who can play third base. It's been a while, but we feel confident enough in his athleticism to do that. It will just be interesting to see if any seeds are planted. I don't think one game is enough to say Mm -hmm. that, you know, they're they're thinking like that. But I also don't think it's, uh, it's a bad idea to to operate that way. I think it's thinking outside the box to say, you know what? We want to be able to be as flexible as possible with our roster. So, you know what? Let's play a couple games over at third base and you may, you might not ever play there again, but uh, we could utilize that flexibility. If McMahon becomes a full-time second baseman, they move on from Rogers or something else. You never know. Interesting. Interesting. I, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, think we will i want to do the hot take and say we're not we're not going to see him at third (laughs) the hot take is rockies will not be creative they i'm going to say yeah the rockies will not be creative they'll be creative in other ways but uh we hope to see his home run stroke back obviously at coors field now chris bryant needs 28 home runs for 200 on his career Susie, do you think he hits 28 home runs this season oh it's I a good would number, love right? it if he did. That is like such a good number. Does that feel a little high? It feels a little high only because we only got five last year. Yeah. But he's been so hot this spring training. Yeah. Oof. Almost as many in spring training as he did all of last year. I think, I think what's going to happen, I think we get no more than 20 home runs. So like that's much better than last year. I think we're going to like be just short of his milestone this year. I th- I'll say 25 for him. So I think he also comes up short. But again, I think uh, we we know enough about covering this team and we know enough uh, for, for the fans out there. <laughs> we want to make you feel good and set you up for success. So if he does hit 25, okay, that was what we thought essentially. <laughs> but if he hits more, guess what? We get to feel good about it.
It's a win-win. It is Set a win-win. Set the bar low, kids. That is the lesson. You you kind of have to do that just a little bit uh, with, with this team right now. Uh, you did have an article <laughs> that just went up this morning, eight questions, eight storylines, really, that the Rockies need to you know, answer this season and, and figuring it out. You know, this week we'll... Uh, We'll be doing our predictions. Uh, don't, I don't, don't want to tip your hand too soon, but mm-hmm. have you thought about 100 losses yet? Does it Has it taken? Are you like, yeah, I can see it, or are you more leaning towards probably not? I think before a couple of moves were made this offseason, I think we were looking at a 100-loss team. I, th- I think we're looking at, we could be looking at, we could be looking at a 100-loss team. I don't think we will. Well, I don't think we'll get there. It. I don't think right. I don't think we'll get there this season. Don't if tell you us your total me, yet. Don't tell yeah. us your total. No, 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 I don't. You know what? And I don't have a total yet. But I, if you asked me this question three weeks ago, I'd say we could be looking at a hundred loss team this year. Agreed. And now I, I'm not so sure. Agreed. Yeah. 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 I, I don't have them at a hundred, um, but it'll the first number may start with a six, uh, and it may not go so high that it's nice. I'll just leave it at that. Um, but uh, <laughs> let us know over here. Uh, Thanks for uh, for everyone in the comments today. Yeah, we in the chat. They like the under as well uh, on the twenty eight home runs. So again, could be a, could be a pleasant surprise. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at dnvr underscore rockies at patrick d lions is where I am at on Twitter. You can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. This has been momentous. We still got a lot of a lot more player previews to go into this week and uh, kind of previewing the season Thursday opening day. 210 in San Diego. You don't have to be there. It will be on television. I was going to say. But it will be at 210. It's going to be on here, right? It's got to be. I don't know. I'll have to find out. I was under the impression it was. But anyway, yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> you know what they say about assumptions? Oh. They the But you know what? Some assumptions are correct because, yes, you will see us tomorrow. At did you say you're at the Susie Hunter? Yeah. On all social platforms, you did. Yeah, I did. Um, this is you know what they say <laughs> about momentum and assumptions. Uh, <laughs> podcasts, baseball, DNVR Rockies, DNVR Sports Channel, 11 a.m. <laughs> tomorrow. Bye. See ya.